advice, therapy, and health or something. Health, advice, therapy. Therapy, health, and advice. Road to town. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to another episode of Podnobbing, the podcast about podcasts. You've tuned into episode 15, which we're going to title, what was it again? Advice, therapy, and health, or something. Health, advice, therapy. It's all mental. <laughs> mental. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Josh, and uh, the other host is... Carrie. We are going to talk about uh, three different advice, therapy, health podcasts that we've picked for this episode. But first, we're going to go into our podnobbing news section. The all-important podnobbing news so that you guys can know what's going on in the world of podcasting. Take it away, Carrie. Thank you, Josh. This episode of Podnobby News is being recorded on November 4th, 2019. I am going to start out by giving our listeners a few updates on podcasts that we've recommended. Oh, awesome. Does everyone remember Girl in Space? I remember. That was Joshy's pick for fiction podcasts. Sarah Rhea Werner has finished season one nice. officially. The entire season is now available on her website and wherever you get your podcasts. And she has confirmed she is working on season two. Excellent. Yay, Girl in Space will continue. Teacher's Pet. Oh. I'm not sure if everyone remembers that. That was our second episode. So Teacher's Pet, Chris Dawson has been living out on bail pretty much the entire time since he's been charged. Mm -hmm. He is still living in Queensland. The trial has not come to a conclusion. As a matter of fact, I don't think it really got going until August. Lynette Dawson's body is still not found. And according to the Australian, Chris Dawson is facing new charges, those being having sex with his students. Yeah, I put a call into Australia to see if I can get him uh, put behind bars, but no avail. All right. We remember She's All Fat. That was one of my picks for pop culture. Yep. She's All Fat still hasn't made it to Stitcher's New and Noteworthy. Although whenever I look at Stitcher's New and Noteworthy, I feel like you have to have like some serious financial backing to make it there, but... Ah, you gotta grease some palms. I'm just saying, no, like, you know, independent self-made podcasts are sitting on that list. However, they have been celebrated and recommended by other media sources, such as Bitch Media, Bustle, and Emerald Street. And, and Podnobbing. And Podnobbing. So congratulations to She's All Fat. You guys are still doing really great, even though I know you didn't get to the stupid list that I would just totally discount at this point. Don't even pay attention to that. And then finally, our favorite Christopher Scott at Hip Hop Social Worker, yeah. our favorite LCSW. While he has not made it to any major podcast lists, I did find several resources online for best 
podcasts regarding social work or for social workers, and he is on several of them. So he is getting a little recognition. He clearly is getting some nods in his field. I love him. I think um, it's fair to say we're both big fans of him as a person. He's a, he's a, he's an official friend of the show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes, Christopher Scott, we love you, and other people out there clearly do too. Cool. We should put these updates on our uh, Facebook page. That'd be awesome. Periodically. Now for some news news, but also a little bit of a throwback. From Pod News, our friend Jack Recyder from Darknet Diaries, <laughs> he made it into the news because he accidentally deleted all of his podcasts over one weekend. <laughs> no. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. He said it was due to like a computer glitch. The quote was, I selected a single episode, hit delete, and all episodes were deleted. Oh, my God. So, but he managed to get all of his podcasts yeah, back I would on. think They've the RSS feeds were recovered. all still there somewhere. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if he got hacked? And that was why he lost them all? That's kind of the perfect thing to happen to him, unfortunately, right? right? He does all this shit on hacking, and then someone hacks him and is like, love you, man. This is (laughs) my way of showing that I'm a fan. (laughs) Okay, also from Pod News, HBO Max, a new pay TV service, is going to feature podcasts in its mobile app as well. So there's already some HBO podcasts that are huge right now, the the, the Chernobyl series podcast. So now HBO is going to pretty much have this multimedia service that's like HBO Go, but now it's HBO Max, and you're going to get podcasts and you'll get I feel like they just, they throw a dart at a wall for words to go after HBO. There's HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO Max, HBO Blue. It just makes shit up. And then um, a few upcoming podcasts that I read about that I was excited about, so I thought I would throw them out there. So Slow Burn, I've talked about this podcast before. So it's coming back for another season, and it's tackling the murders of Tupac and the Notorious B.I.G. Tupac is still alive. I'm... Stop it. I'm I'm kind of excited about that. I mean, podcasts have become like like a new true crime case opening, you know, medium. So I'm sort of curious to see where that goes. And the best part is they've been marketing this podcast by handing out CDs in New York. And then there's another podcast coming out called This is California. This is a history podcast from the Los Angeles Times. So it's just the history of California, Um, the Battle of 187, the story of Proposition 187, the anti-immigration ballot initiative passed 25 years ago, just different different parts of california history which i think would be kind of cool you might be into that too out there in the world yeah from the very beginning of california all the way until the end of california when it drifts off into the ocean (laughs) this is entirely possible and lastly this week's episode is our therapy advice and health podcasts hold on let me write that down (laughs) therapy health and advice okay and advice I wanted to give a pod nod now to a podcast that I found in this category that I really liked, but it wouldn't necessarily appeal to all people. That's always one of our goals at pod nobbing. But there is a podcast called Therapy for Black Girls with Dr. Joe Harden Bradford. And I listened to a few episodes, even though I know it's not made for me. And it was actually really great. They had episodes about 
perfectionism. They had episodes about pursuing leadership roles as women, but they were episodes that I think would benefit so many women and easily some men. I mean, there was just great advice in there actually for stuff that a lot of us struggle with. I thought it was a really great podcast. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and give a shout out in a pod nod. I'll put it on our Facebook page as well because I know we don't pick every podcast that we like, but I really did enjoy this one. That's it for today's Podnobby News. Thank you, Carrie. All right. Episode 15, Therapy, Health, and Advice. I wrote it down. What do you think yep. of this? Uh, what do you think of this genre as far as the podcasts mm, go? I got lucky. I found a podcast that I really liked right away. I was very, very calculated about what I picked because one of the things that I did like about like like the, the pod nod that I just gave therapy for black girls Dr. Joy Harden Bradford she's an LCSW she has her doctorate yeah. in I believe social work she she's a she's like a real qualified person to actually be giving she's advice a, exactly she and she has really really interesting guests um, and they they talk about strategies for taking on things that are pretty common in an, in an American's everyday life, especially an American woman's everyday life. So I appreciated that podcast a lot. Now, am I going to pick? Oh, I'm probably going to get hate mail for this. Am I going to pick like some life coach? No, I understand. I, I didn't want to like I I skipped a lot. If you if it sounded like you know. Uh, like a YouTuber or like a Instagram influencer. I I just didn't. And they're trying to tell me who, how to love, right. Or uh, how to succeed in life. I just was not interested. Yeah. Give me somebody with some credentials. Yeah. I want, I want some glasses on the face. I kind of want like a, a cold knowing stare from the other side of the room. Sure. (laughs) That's how I want my therapy. But um, anyway, I I chose the podcast that I chose because it did not rub me that way at all. It wasn't somebody claiming to know everything. It was actually somebody going out there, finding experts in fields or finding people who have survived particular mental health crises mm-hmm. and interviewing them. So you liked how this one rubbed you? I sure did. Okay. Well, let's get into it. What is the uh, what's the name of your podcast choice? for today's episode my podcast choice is actually fairly well recognized in this genre it won the people's choice podcast award one year and it's considered one of the top 10 podcasts in apple podcast health category so it's not exactly a hidden gem podcast is called mental the podcast to destigmatize mental health this is Mental, the podcast that destigmatizes mental health. I'm Bobby Temps. I'm Annie Harris. Each Thursday, we delve into a factor or condition that influences the mind and how to better manage it. With special guests and stats you can trust, here we go. It was created by Bobby Temps. And this particular person, while he did study psychology, he is not a psychologist. He interviews experts in their field, and he interviews people who have survived crises. Okay, so he doesn't have the cold stare, but his guests do. That is correct. Gotcha. The first episode that I listened to of Mental was the episode about 
suicide. I believe it was recorded in 2018. I started light, you know, started light and fluffy. Bobby Temps is from the UK. A lot of his guests are also from the UK, living in the UK, but he actually has guests on there from the United States. He may have guests on there from other countries that I didn't get to, but I did get to a couple episodes where he had people who called in from the US. So his suicide episode was with a gentleman in the UK. He runs programs at high schools for mental health awareness. He goes in and he talks to kids about different types of mental health, stigmas attached to them, and how it's so important to be able to say when you're hurting and to ask for help. He himself was diagnosed incorrectly for most of his youth. I believe he's in his 30s now, if I remember correctly. So he was constantly misdiagnosed. And in the end, he got the proper diagnosis, which is schizoaffect disorder. So he talked about the night he tried to commit suicide. He was in an institution and he was on suicide watch in the institution. He described suicide watch in that particular facility as you get locked in solitary confinement and you have a 24-hour, 24-7 observer while you're in solitary confinement. They don't speak to you. They don't engage with you. They just constantly watch you to make sure that you don't kill yourself. So not great therapy. I don't remember the details of how he broke out of the institution, but he broke out of the institution. He broke out? He broke out of the institution, not while he was in solitary confinement. I said I needed a cigarette and they let me out to have a cigarette and I ran. And he ran to a bridge and stood on the edge of the bridge and was planning on jumping off. He felt like he was ready to kill himself. And a bunch of cars drove by as he sat, you know, stood there looking down, prepared. And one guy pulled over. He said the man, the gentleman who stopped just came up to him and said, you know, okay, clearly not feeling great. What do you say we just talk for a few minutes? Um, he kept asking me questions and I did begin to open up to him actually because I felt safe and I felt really listened to and not judged. There was, um, there was a couple of really key things that he said to me. The first key thing he said was don't, don't be embarrassed, you don't have to feel, feel embarrassed. Which I'd never heard anyone, I'd never heard anyone say that before, don't be embarrassed. The whole, the whole uh, feeling of embarrassment just, because that, that was really, that was the thing that was really weighing down on me was the embarrassment of everything, my diagnosis and my symptoms and my sexuality, the embarrassment and the shame of everything, just the weight off my shoulders, I think, when I heard that. Right. And then I think, for me, what really was the, the, the second key thing he said, the real key thing, he said to me very kind of, uh, in a very matter-of-fact way, he just said, you'll be all right, you know, you'll get better. I was hearing that, someone actually say that, someone, someone believe that I would get better and have faith. It was a real turning point for me. Now, the end of the story was a real kicker because, of course, someone called the police. And when the police arrived, they promptly got out of their cars, tackled him, restrained him, put him in handcuffs, threw him in the back of the car and brought him back to the institution. Yeah. (laughs) But he's alive. So so his um, 
his whole goal, his whole purpose in life now is to be a mental health educator, to talk to people about not only his own diagnosis, but to talk to people about things like suicide. And his experience is so invaluable because he went through it. Yeah, not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you on the spot here, but no, I am. Uh, if you were in that situation, would you pull over? You know what I mean? Like if you saw somebody on a bridge. Would you stop what your life, your life, what you're doing? You're on your way to work or on your way to, you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. You think you'd do it? I mean, I've never experienced that, but I want to say that I can't imagine that I wouldn't. I've stopped on the street before when people were just crying. Yeah. Like, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, where you're walking down the street and you see it, someone it crying hysterically. And then you know what? You know what? I know it's terrible though. My gut instinct is like. That's just a, it's a ploy. No, I'm, I'm serious. That's my gut instinct is this, this person is, uses tears to get sympathy. Right. I don't think that, I, I don't think in this day and age that that's um, a weird response. Mm, I, it makes me feel shitty afterwards, like when I think about it, but. Sure, of course. But we're constantly being taught that we can't trust anyone or anything, right? Everything from like you know, fake news to made up this to people that are lying to get this from you to get that from you. All the way up to podcasts about podcasts. I mean, you just can't <laughs> you believe can't anything. Who are we? Yeah. Why are we recommending shit to you? Why are you listening to us? I completely think that that response is normal. Now, having said that, when I see people crying, um, which doesn't happen every day, but it's happened more than once, I definitely stop. And I ask them, the first thing I say is, are you okay? Which is, I guess is a dumb question, but I pause and I just give them space and time to talk about it. You know, some people, I sat with them until like a friend came because they were waiting for someone to come help them. Mm-hmm. So I just sat with them until a friend came. Um, one guy was clearly mentally ill and homeless. Um, and I just sat with him until he felt ready to move on. You know, he felt ready to, like, continue walking. He had stopped crying, Hmm. you know. But I I can't imagine I wouldn't stop. You know, one of the things that he said, the the guy that that almost jumped off a bridge, is he said that no one ever wants to talk to you when they know you're suicidal because they're terrified of saying the wrong thing. And that really resonated with me because, like, that makes total sense. Like, saying the wrong thing. You're terrified of saying the wrong thing. Um, so I imagine that if I, if I saw that and I imagine I would stop and I imagine I would walk up to them and then I imagine my brain would start going like, what, like, don't say the wrong thing. And yeah, I think my thing is that I, I I don't think I would even notice the person on the, you know what I mean? Like I don't notice half the homeless people that I walk past. I just don't see them. I'm too busy in my own world. Also, I think we're becoming like kind of um, desensitized, you know, because like homelessness is so like at least here where I live, it's huge, you know. So, I mean, like walking down the street and not seeing homeless people, you're like, what is this? Some sort of like rich neighborhood? Like, where am I? You know, yeah. that's the thing that stands you get, out. Yeah, more. you definitely get desensitized. Another episode that I personally really loved was he had an episode um, about social anxiety. Yeah, I listened to that one. He interviewed a psychologist who specializes in social anxiety, the treatment of social anxiety. That particular episode was uh, rather enlightening. Um, When I was in graduate school and studying um, about 
social anxiety in particular, mm -hmm. I recognized a, a lot of myself in the symptoms. I recognized a lot of the experiences and, um, and in learning how to treat it really was able to, to make some giant steps forward uh, myself. I wish I had known when I was 20 that uh, how I felt wasn't how I looked, that I didn't wear my anxiety on my sleeve. I mm -hmm. wish I had known that the things I was doing to try to make myself feel better, like avoid eye contact or be overly nice so people would like me, I wish I had known that those things were just keeping me anxious. I wish I had known that all the things I avoided were not nearly as bad as my imagination thought they were going to be. Or finally, that my perfectionism, so like thinking I had to come across as witty or smart or carry all of the conversation or, you know, at least not sound like a loser. I wish I had known that that those beliefs were was making me not say anything. Some caveats. Our host, Bobby Temps, mm -hmm. he definitely has kind of a, a flat affect. A flat affect. Yes. Um, if you turn on the podcast and you're like, this this guy doesn't have a lot of pep in his step, he definitely has kind of like, you know, a neutral tone, but his guests are without fail fantastic. And his interviews are actually quite good. Haunting quiet desperation is the English way. <laughs> yes, exactly. So my podcast recommendation for this genre is mental the podcast to destigmatize mental health. Do you remember that? Uh, did you that uh, the the suicide thing? It made me think about that umpire from. I think he was like. I think he was in Pittsburgh. I want to say it was like during a Cubs game, which is why I know about it. But like before mm. he got to the game, he saved some woman's life on a bridge just like that. Really? Yeah. And then there was another one where like some like a like a electrician or some sort of I don't remember what it was, but like stopped and like offered the guy a beer and. Oh. saved his life that way so if you're ever in that situation and you need to think of something to say and you don't want to say the wrong thing just offer him a beer let's go get a beer or a coffee alcohol is the cause of and solution to all of life's problems so we're gonna go ahead and take a short break and then when we come back we are going to go into josh's picks all right here we're going to talk about my picks for therapy health and advice all right that's the last time i'm gonna say that so i'm gonna throw this sticky note away in the garbage therapy health and advice yeah i've got the i've got two uh picks both from the united states carrie sorry I'm gonna, the first one i want to talk about is pod therapy that's the name of it mm -hmm. it's just called pod therapy From fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, this is Pod Therapy. Real people, real problems, and real therapists. Pod Therapy, just like you, I wanted credentials. Uh, I, there were so many advice people out there. It's like, I don't, you gotta have something to back up what you're saying. And followers and uh, likes isn't isn't it for me. I want I want some I want some heavy backing. And these guys got it. These are two gentlemen. Uh, their names are, oh, I have it here, Nick Tangeman and Dr. Jim Jobin. 
I'm going to read their credentials here so that I'm, so you know just as much as I do. Like everything that's hanging on their walls. Yes. Nick Tangerman received his master's degree in social work from the University of Northern mm-hmm. Iowa. He's a licensed mm-hmm. alcohol and drug counselor in Nevada. Uh, mm-hmm. And he specializes in co-occurring, I'm not really sure what that means, but co-occurring mental health issues, past trauma, abuse, neglect, and a variety of personal stressors. And professionally, he serves as an educator and treatment programs inspector for the state of Nevada. So, I believe co-occurring is just multiple health issues at one time. Okay, so if you got a lot of shit going on, he's one. Yep. Of your, he's a guy. Uh, Doctor Jim Jobin is a doctor. Jim is a licensed psychotherapist and addiction specialist. His doctorate mm. is in behavioral health from Arizona State University. His master's is in marriage and family therapy, and his bachelor degree is in religion. In 2016, he was honored at the Governor's Point of Light Awards, and in 2017, appointed by Nevada Governor to the Behavioral Health Policy and Advisory Board. He received a Point of Light Award? The Governor's Point of Light Awards. The Beacon of Light Trophy. Yeah. (laughs) It's not even a trophy. It's just you just get sunlight on you at all times. Uh, And he's also in private practice. um, And you can... uh, you can go to his private practice at www.therapy.vegas, something or other. Therapy, Ooh, what is it? Vegas. Just therapy.vegas. That's all you got to put in. There's no, not even a dot .com Perfect. or anything. Therapy.vegas, and there he is. Therapy.vegas. Uh, the, I love it. Their pod therapy is described as uh, two therapists answer real people's questions, offer real-world advice on love, relationships, mental health, and success. Um, and then mm-hmm. basically it's just all uh, listener questions. You can ask questions. You submit them through their website at podtherapy.net, and they will answer your questions. They, every episode is just a variety of topics. They usually cover about three to four uh, based on the letters that they receive. And eh, episodes are anywhere from 35 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes. So it, it varies depending on what they have to talk about. It's like Dear Abby, except it's Dear Dr. So Abby. Here's, here's the thing. The, um, one of the things that stuck out to me for this is um, one of the biggest uh, issues that the writer is having is saying, well, I've been to therapy. I've had a lot of different therapists, but they've never told me anything I didn't already know. Right. Okay. So here's something very important in that I, I've learned from solution-focused brief therapy. Yes. Which is that understanding is really irrelevant without change. Yes. When people change behavior, when people start doing things different, it leads to different outcomes. Yes. As far as a therapist being able to tell you something you don't already know, I don't think that's really the point of therapy is to necessarily tell you stuff that you don't already know. Right. Maybe it is helping you or assisting you in applying the things that you already know. Yes. What I liked about this podcast the most is, unlike some other ones that I listen to, is they're funny. Um, They're very relaxed, very relatable. Um, Some episodes really had me laughing, like... It's not something you would think, but one of the guys, I, I, I'm not sure which one, is definitely more of the, has more comedic timing, um, but he's, all, <laughs> but the podcast is really funny. They also have guests uh, around, so there could be up to, you know, two or three other people uh, on the podcast themselves. 
Um, but it's really a whole variety of topics um, that you can get behind. Just uh, like they, they talk about hoarding. They talk about uh, um, mm. like children's self-esteem. They talk about mm-hmm. like uh, wh- whether or not therapy even works on people, which is like, yeah. that was a funny way. Uh, anything from addictions, gambling addictions, uh, alcohol, yeah. drug abuse, um, suicide. They do. Yeah. all kinds of stuff they have about uh, almost 100 episodes at this point yeah uh, so they have a, mm-hmm. a giant backlog they their publishing is a little all over the place although it has been every week for the last uh, few uh, weeks anyway so uh, they're starting hmm. to get more you know week to week uh, which is good uh, but yeah lots lots of different episodes um, lots of different things that they talk about and they do it in such a way that's uh, super uh, easy to listen to and sometimes you forget that they're talking about you know something important and then all of a sudden they get super serious and you're like oh wait mm. and you realize that you've been thinking about this stuff the the entire time i never i never um i've never been to therapy uh, but after listening i feel like it's more attainable or something like or it's it's I, I don't know it made me think that maybe i should even though i don't know what i would talk about <laughs> I mean, some people would argue that like everybody should. Yeah. I certainly, I certainly think that. I mean, look, I think different people need different things. That book that I just finished, The Body Keeps Score. Oh, big announcement! I finished it. Um, that book I just finished. He talked about the many, many different kinds of therapy, and I, I got so much out of that book because he, he, he said, "Look, talk therapy doesn't work for everybody." Like some people don't need to just be heard and some people don't need to just talk. Some people need strategies. Some people need practices. And then he talked about the tremendous value of things like theater, writing, martial arts, dance, like how some people in order to, you know, get into their bodies, especially if they've experienced tremendous amounts of trauma, that those aspects are so much more therapeutic than just talking about it. So he talked about how therapy is, you know, we we typically recognize it as like, oh, it's just this one thing. And he also talked about like why talk therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy are the most popular and well-known forms of therapy in the United States, even though they don't always work the best for a lot of people, especially people dealing with like really horrible trauma. But I do think that the right kind of therapy with every kind of person would probably change the world that we live in. Obviously, I don't have anything that traumatic that's ever happened. But, um, you know, I have sleep issues. I have anxiety issues. and But yeah. I, don't, I don't really know why I have them. Hmm. So maybe that would be beneficial. I don't know. But these yeah. guys are very relatable. So that's why I liked them. And when it comes to anxiety and depression, there's all kinds of episodes about that. And um, they're very funny and down to earth. And uh, I would give them a listen if you have never thought about therapy or if you have and just uh, want to hear uh, their opinions they they're very upfront about you know even though they are professionals they're not your professionals so they're just giving right. out generalized advice based on uh, the letters that they're getting so um, you know it's not a substitute for therapy but it definitely piqued my interest a little bit I probably won't ever do it just because I'm lazy but uh, if, I, <laughs> if I wanted to find out why I was so lazy maybe I would do it <laughs> But it's, it becomes a circular catch-22 thing for me, so. 
There are efforts to make therapy more readily available though. Like they actually have these online services that are basically like Skype, you know? Yeah, we talked about some of these in one of our previous uh, episodes, the inventions one, I think. Yeah, they have like the Wobot, like the things where it's like you're talking right. to like a machine or something. But I'm talking about you could actually talk about, you could actually talk to a qualified therapist. Yeah. It's like a sliding scale service that's to, that's available through this website. And they pair you up with different therapists across the country who have signed up, I guess, to do this. Re- depending on like what you're looking for or any specifications you have in terms of what you would be comfortable with. Um, and then... You can access them through like Skype or through the phone, depending on what um, technology is available to you, depending on your circumstances. Mm -hmm. But I think it's as low as like $30 for a session. So, I mean, while I don't know how that pans out for the therapist, maybe these are all people in training who sign up to do it. I I don't know. I feel like this is just an easy way to get Adderall. (laughs) I don't think. No, because you need a psychiatrist. To prescribe oh Adderall. that's a different website okay all right so that yeah that, that was my first uh, recommendation it was the first podcast uh in this genre that i related to and that i thought was very interesting and that i thought the host had the juice to back up what they were saying so pod therapy available everywhere josh wants to see your credentials before you start running your mouth off that's true i asked my, i asked my boss to see his credentials all the time he gets mad all right my uh my second pick uh is called dear hbr hbr mm-hmm. in this case stands for harvard business review welcome to dear hbr from harvard business review i'm dan mcginn and i'm allison beard this is not this is not a um therapy uh podcast this is an advice podcast dealing with your work everybody's got shit they've got shit to deal they got shit at work most of your shit is from your job guarantee or your family <laughs> of your misery or yeah, yeah or that. your family but generally speaking a lot of it at least 50 percent of it comes from uh, your work you got to do it some people love their jobs good for them i feel yeah. Really good for them. Uh, but Harvard Business Review <laughs> uh, deals with all the other shit that, uh, you know, 95% of the, of the uh, working class deal with. Uh, let's uh, let's get into this one. Dear HBR uh, is uh, work. Let's see. I'm just going to read their little synopsis here. Work can be frustrating. How can you get along with the maddening coworker? Figure out what your unapproachable boss really wants. Motivate your demoralized team. Dear HBR oh, is here oh, to help. Oh. With empathy, experience, humor, veteran Harvard Business Review editors and co-hosts Allison Beard and Dan McGinn explore solutions to your workplace dilemmas. Bolstered by insights from guests and academic research, they help you to navigate thorny situations uh, to find a better way forward. Now, when I first, before I hit play on this first episode, I was like, this is, this is going to be, this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm, I just, mm-hmm. I was like, this is just not good. You went in positive? As I do with most podcasts, I go in super positive. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I was immediately, uh, immediately uh, wrong. Um, Because (laughs) not only does it sound great, production value is really good. um, The the hosts are amazing. And these problems I found, even if they don't necessarily uh, is exactly uh, how your work is, 
the a lot of these problems are pretty universal uh, which was mm-hmm. i thought the best part about this podcast um, a lot of people have to deal with some something uh, that they talk about in their episodes a little uh, info on the host uh, allison as uh, the senior editor over at harvard business review um, she also oversees the experience section of the magazine which guides individual managers in their careers and she also used to work at the financial times and uh, Dan McGinn is a senior editor at Harvard Business Review and is also the author of Psyched Up, How the Science of Mental Preparation Can Help You Succeed. And he was previously the bureau chief at Newsweek. So again, these guys know what they're Fancy. talking about. And their guests are always awesome. They know what they're talking about, too. I, I actually I liked the, the episode called Regaining Confidence. It had a lot to do with people who are out of the work um, work force for a while for whatever reason uh, yeah. mothers yeah. or uh, you know they take some time off from injury or something like that and how you get back in there and how you get your confidence said that. back she's asking for ways to build back confidence so the root piece of advice I'd, lo- I'd like to share is to find small pawns so where else could you practice your leadership skills in smaller safer environments there is a ton of research that supports the fact that when we are down or when we are feeling low confidence, we have to find places where we can purposefully win in order to get back up again. Um, mm. My favorite episode, I think, was about troublesome teammates because um, everybody has that one bitch at work, right? I have the opportunity to go into lots of different types of organizations. The thing that bothered people the most, the thing that kept them up at night, the thing that made or break whether they liked their job was interactions with other people. And I saw people, you know, damage careers, frankly, over conflicts with other people. Were there typical types? I mean, is this sort of like medicine where you sort of can quickly diagnose what's going on? Unfortunately, no. Every um, conflict is its own hot mess. Uh, even though these are just letters, so they can't really communicate. They can't. Th- there's no back and forth asking further questions. A lot of these letters are super detailed in like the industry that they're in, the situation, exactly right. what it is. So um, they're able to sort of. Uh, and there's multiple opinions on it. And sometimes they even disagree with them themselves. But ultimately, they come up with ideas to help these people in their specific situations. And because these ideas are so universal and these problems are so relatable. Uh, I think this works on a, a lot of different levels as far as giving advice uh, for your work, uh, no matter what you are. Um, but especially in like an office setting, um, I know what that is. And it can be, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Soul sucking? prison? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You could just slowly, <laughs> like, they, like when you first get into the cubicle, they stick this big needle inside of you, right? And then they just, every day, they just pull on the needle a little bit and just suck it out slowly and slowly. Uh, And yeah, you lose about, uh, you know, 30 milliliters of soul every year that you're in the cubicle. So if you understand what I'm saying, then you need to listen to this podcast because they're going to help. They're actually going to give you real solutions to real problems. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, strategies which i thought was really great the best thing about a, an advice podcast is one that's like yeah this is awesome i can use this i can uh, yeah. i could change my life by doing some of this stuff you have some ambitions to be um you know to go far in your uh soul-sucking career uh, they have that <laughs> information for you um or if you're like me and do not want any uh, additional responsibilities at all um they got 
there's that too. And they understand why that uh, can be healthy and productive uh, for your manager. How to plateau comfortably. And, you know, they're always open to, um, you know, your specific problems. So if you need to, you can email them and um, I believe they get back to almost everybody, even if they don't feature them on the podcast. So I thought that right. was really cool. And uh, and kind of a goldmine as far as just, you know, advice for real problems that affect, that are going to affect you no matter what kind of uh, job you have. Unless you don't have any job and then, you know. Then that's your problem. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Are you a kept person? I guess that's not a problem. <laughs> Depends on who's keeping you, I suppose. But, um, yeah, and then providing strategies. I think the best thing, you know, the thing that I really liked about this podcast, the thing I loved about some of the episodes of Mental, specifically the social anxiety episode, is like presenting strategies of how to deal with your issue at hand. Mm -hmm. It's just so invaluable as opposed to just being, you know, as opposed to just pointing out the problem and then leaving you hanging, but actually giving you strategies that you could try to employ. That's pretty, that's pretty top notch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm usually against uh, people telling me what to do or giving me ideas of what to do, but, uh, you God. know, I put my guard down a little bit and I, I think it actually helped a little bit. Josh, yeah. go ahead and sum up those two recommendations. Oh, we got uh, pod therapy. Um, pod therapy is, uh, again, two real therapists that answer real people's questions. We loved it. Real therapists. Yeah. That's right. And then we got Dear HBR. And that stands for Harvard Business Review. Harvard? Have you ever heard of Harvard? You know, I hear that's where like smart and rich people go. Yeah. So if you want to mm -hmm. be smart and rich, maybe you should check out their podcast, Dear HBR. <laughs> uh, that's going to wrap up our podcast recommendations. It is now time for the lightning round. Ooh, that made my hair stand up on end. <sighs> Do tell. What are you watching? Um, what am I watching? I watched, uh, there's a new show on Netflix called Daybreak. I finished that. Um, it's like 10 episodes. It's like a post-apocalyptic, uh, teenager type show. Um. Yeah, yeah. It was not bad. It was like, um, it was like a Scott Pilgrim in like a zombie movie, basically, is what I felt like they were going for. It's just, uh, the first, there's some sort of nuclear explosion, and for some reason, the uh, most of the kids are still alive and most of the adults are all dead and it's basically a, they're just on their own and there's a lot of humor and again they do weird stuff like a like i said it's like scott pilgrim is in a zombie movie is basically what it felt like because they do weird just cinematic stuff they had a whole episode that felt like a sitcom like um they just had weird choices i thought it was pretty good overall sounds like lord of the flies via nuclear explosion yeah, with uh, yeah, with some weird narration and stuff like that. So, but all in all, I thought it was pretty good. I will definitely uh, want. They left a, a cool little cliffhanger, and so I'm definitely uh, interested in season two. Uh, hopefully, that happens. And then the other show that I wanted to mention um, is what is it, Carrie? What am I watching that I, I want to talk about? Wasn't that? I don't know. I forget. We'll just go at daybreak. I binged bojack horseman the final season oh. 
love BoJack. I'm so sad it's ending. So I binged it because I was not in the know about it being the final season. And now I do have some regrets about binging it because now it's it's gone. Now it's over. You can always rewatch it. but I could rewatch. I know all of it. But it's just not the same. It's just not the same. But BoJack Horseman is, I think, one of the most painfully honest shows about depression and addiction i've ever seen yeah this weird anthropomorphic creepy half horse thing i tell this to people Uh, and they don't believe me like i I tell i tell people like i i really have never seen a show that deals with these issues like this show does and they're like it's the one with the talking horse right i'm like yeah yeah yeah, it is yeah yeah, uh, and it takes a little while. Like it takes a while for you to get that that's what the show is about. Um, yeah, but man, I love Bojack. Very sad that it's ending, and I don't want you to ruin the ending for me because I haven't watched it yet. I've been afraid to press play on thing. that. I'm not going to do anything. I have to say though, one of the best episodes of television I think I ever saw was the eulogy episode. Oh my I've god, from last season. Before. One of the best episodes episodes of television I've ever. Scene. ever i know i tell this to people and they're like shut up and i'm like no you ugh, you don't understand so season five of bojack horseman has an episode that is a eulogy the entire episode is basically a eulogy and it is really one of the most painful beautiful um incredible episodes of television i've ever seen yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you said that i am because people don't so, believe yeah. me and they, I, but people that watch bojack understand they know it they we understand but it's so hard to get people to be like wait what you know i know to be like oh i recommend bojack horseman and try to tell them about it it's it's impossible it's like you have to watch a season and then you just kind of keep watching it because it's 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 funny too i mean it's a comedy but so that's the thing i was thinking about that in terms of like watching bojack horseman and watching all these like half animal people and you know they have like human humans on there as well and i was asking myself like this works so well as an animated sitcom and it also works series as an animated series and it also works so well because you have a lot of these like you know fantasy creatures right these these unreal species these half animal creatures and I feel like that choice right to not have it live action is so that they could actually tackle some of these subjects that in a live action, film uh or television sh- series it just would not play out yeah i don't the think they could do it any other way that it does Mm-mm. no there's some episodes of bojack that just leave you devastated De- yeah devastated is the right word <laughs> i can't agree more that's All a perfect right, recommendation on. for this uh therapy episode here yeah in terms of people that can use therapy and advice yeah yeah, forget okay. therapy. Forget everything we said. Forget all the recommendations. Just, just go watch Bojack. Watch Bojack and totally just bathe in depression. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and hear what you're listening to. Um, let's. See. I only there's only one thing that I really listened to that I liked over the past couple of weeks, and that was Chicago's very own Chance the Rapper. Uh, he's got a new video out. Uh, Featuring uh, Maiden TYO and a baby called Hot Shower, and Chance Chance shower. Chance the rapper is just he's just goofy. He's a silly dude, and uh, 
there is nothing serious about this song. It, it is awesome. It's funny. The rat, the video is hilarious. So uh, I fully recommend checking that one out. Uh, again, it's called Hot Shower by future mayor of Chicago, Chance the Rapper. You know, I think there's something to be said for a rapper who my almost 80-year-old father is very familiar with. My father knows who Chance the Rapper is. He's done a lot and, of good uh, for this city. We'll occasionally talk about him, yes. So, Chance the Rapper, let's all go ahead and give a little silent applause to that guy. Hmm. Maybe I'll talk to your dad about oh. Chance the Rapper. We'll have a whole discussion. My dad, my dad's eyes will light up if you want to talk about Chance. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. So... I am not listening to anything that you aren't somewhat familiar with. Um, I've been listening, actually, to a lot of Brittany Howard. So Brittany Howard, people, I'm sure almost everybody knows her from the Alabama Shakes. Um, her solo stuff is delicious. So she I don't like is, that as an adjective. She's... If you can just, if you can edit that out or uh, just at least, at the very least, don't ever say it again. (laughs) I hate when people say yummy, so I understand. It's the same. It's worse than yummy. But yeah, it's... Delicious is not yummy. (laughs) Yummy is like cutesy wootsy, like what a little kid would say. Oh, delicious. You could talk only about food and that's it. All right, fine. Brittany Howard's solo stuff is fucking fantastic. There we go. So... Her solo stuff, you know, the Alabama Shakes has that, like, southern soul, you know, that, that like, you're in a sweaty, like, hot, like, jute joint where, like, the wood floor is dusty and I don't know. Her solo stuff is sort of like if you took Nina Simone and Prince and mashed them together, you would make a Britney Howard. I could see that. Could dig on that. Uh, the, Brittany Howard just did a uh, a tiny desk concert. Do you know those? I listened to her tiny desk concert. Yeah, the N- the NPR. It was wonderful. All right, Josh, what are you reading? What am I reading? I, well, I knew the podcast was happening, so um, I didn't have anything that I was reading per se. Uh, so I just walked around my fellow uh, cubicles here in the office until I came upon this Dilbert calendar, <laughs> and. There's some mind-blowing stuff in here. I, I, I would like to, to read a few ex- excerpts um, from Dilbert by Scott Adams. I know he has some uh, out-there political views, but um, as far as Dilbert goes, you can't get much funnier than this. I just realized I'm in the wrong meeting, says Dilbert. My best bet is to slowly sink below the table and slip away, says Dilbert. Someday, when my grandkids ask what I did for a living... I'm going to say I was unemployed. Huh? Right? Killer. Uh, uh, Here's one more. Uh, I'll approve this if you get buy-in from the rest of the department, says some other guy that's not Dilbert. What value are you adding in that scenario, says Dilbert. I'm firing you, says the other guy. In that case, keep up the good work. (laughs) Oh, man. So somebody in your office has a Dilbert calendar. I mean, does somebody else have like a Kathy calendar? Like, yeah, I don't know. This is none of these are good. They're not. I went through like fifteen of these, and they're all terrible. (laughs) They're all terrible. And like Dilbert's been around for freaking ever too, right? Like, whoever is 
well, making those. As far as 2019 goes, he's just calling this shit in. He's quarter ass. I mean, he's quarter ass in this shit. Yeah, I feel like you know that person probably like gets up in the morning, smokes a cigarette, writes like just something totally benign because they're like, it's fucking Dilbert. I don't care, and then you know collects the paycheck and then continues working on their screenplay. I mean, like Farside, at least get a Farside calendar. At least those are somewhat entertaining from time to time. Yeah, from time to time, they're they're funny. I mean, my dad likes Farside. They're, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I can see the humor in these. These are just dry nonsense. I'm sorry that you read Dilbert, that you were exposed to that. You need therapy. You've been traumatized. Okay, I have started a new book, people. I have started a new book. This selection is called The Righteous Mind. Why Good People Are Divided by Politics and Religion. This book is written by Jonathan Haid. I hope I'm saying that right. It is H-A-I-D-T. Jonathan Haid is the uh, Thomas Cooley Professor of Ethical Leadership at NYU School of Business. He obtained his PhD in social psychology from the University of Pennsylvania, and he has taught at the University of Virginia. He's also the author of The Happiness Hypothesis, Finding Modern Truth and Ancient Wisdom, and the co-editor of Flourishing Positive Psychology and the Life Well Lived. He lives in New York City. I've only read... uh, few pages of this i just started it but it is already pretty interesting yes and just as funny equally as funny as this dilbert calendar same amount of laughs accurate okay that is going to wrap up our episode all right what's next what's the next episode so just in time for the holidays we are going to do travel podcasts oh okay travel podcasts If you have any uh, travel podcast recommendations, let us know. Contact us directly at, uh, at our website. You can go to our website, just podnobbing.com. Yeah. You can yeah. follow us on the Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook. Yep. Just search podnobbing. That's P-O-D-N-O-B-B-I-N-G. And mm-hmm. uh, we will respond to you and we listen to you and we Probably. like when you talk to us. So. Yeah. Uh, I feel alone in this world until I get a Facebook uh, comment or get an Instagram direct message. So please join me so I'm not alone in my solitude. And that concludes our episode about therapy. You're my therapist, Carrie, really, when it comes down to it. Well, you're doing better than I am. My cat's my therapist, so. Mm. I just pictured your cat in like a tweed jacket just <laughs> writing some notes. Shaking his head disapprovingly. Sitting on his cat tree on like his cat tower because he has to be higher than me at all times. Yeah, he's got his cat <laughs> legs crossed over each other and he's judging oh, you. That explains. All cats are judging you. We do definitely know that. Yeah, but uh, that kind of explains why none of my symptoms are getting better. All right. Okay, until next time, we bid you. Adieu. So long. Farewell. Avidis day. Sayonara. Adios. Adios.